philosophy. Descartes. Debate. The Map Report. Map Report. Map Report. The awesomest discussion podcast in the history of the human species. Oh, yeah! Welcome to Map Report number 126, March 23rd, 2011. What is up, everyone out there? What's up, everyone in the Map Hood? We are all here. Thunder Hail. Thunder Hail, no. Yeah, we were joking about the fact that the New York Daily News, which only is capable of making good headlines, certainly not good news, had as their headline, Oh, Hail, no, about the uh, New York Hail in March. So, yeah. So that's, that's oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. So, yeah. So, we're we're all here. Um, Story and Russ and uh, yes. Clea and myself are Just all here. Just barely. I sound like I'm croaking. So, uh, yeah, this forgive is story. that. I've been this croaking for about 10 days. right? You're supposed to be at 77%. Um, yeah, I think so. Although declining every every moment that I talk to you guys, it's slightly lower. 76. It's like, it's, it's yeah. like the health bar. Yeah, the it's health like bar is just slowly it's going like down. Story needs, <laughs> needs food. food badly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need rest for voice. Debate right, so coming. Oh, no. This is story oh, we're no. talking about, so it's not food. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah, seriously. Story anything needs but quesadillas. Food. Yeah. Story it's, needs ramen badly. Exactly. Story needs <laughs> coffee. I just had ramen. It's true. Yeah. So, not, ramen. Not, that was what you said. You're making soup. Your soup was ramen. Soup is ramen. Ramen is soup. Yes. Thing that's healthy and will help your voice. It's oh, like have, have a giant packet of monosodium glutamate. Well, yeah. What else are you going to coat your vocal cords with? Not MSG. Tiny little stone crystals. <laughs> you need some soothing potassium uh, chloride all over. I was going to make a soup out of the kidney stones I've been passing and just, like, yeah. oh. you know, go directly into that. But Keep eating rubbing ramen. salt in the wounds is ironic. Too, uh, by the way. That'll be yeah. good for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are we are all here. You know, the, the gauntlet thing reminded me because I had, um, I st- for the first time in a while, I don't want to hear any cracks from the peanut gallery, I felt particularly old the other day because some friends of mine uh, that I was playing this game with saw that I was wearing my Galaga shirt, which Russ gave me for Christmas, and they were kind of like, Galaga, what's Galaga? And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, um, it's a video game. And, uh, and they said, oh, what system? I'm like, it's for, it was arcade. What system? It was for what a system, system where I spent quarters when I went to it's the video arcade. System. The it's the standalone. That. They said like Atari, and then they said talked about. But they had to like work gauntlet. their way back. They're kind of like Atari. Oh yes, now I remember. And then yeah, exactly. Then they were like Gauntlet. I'm like, okay, thank God, someone remembers something. But it brought back all my memories of of spending incredible amounts of quarters. And Gauntlet was one of the big games that did that because the sort of nasty part of it was it was this awesome, super addictive game and. As you would go down, even if you weren't getting hit, even if you were a great player, you would lose a health point. Like every few seconds, a health point went down. And the only way to stop that was to eat food, which often got shot because you're in the middle of... I mean, that's just like life, away. right? Like Right. I guess that's true. I mean... But I can't insert this quarters reality, to like, unfortunately. Get, yeah, I guess that's true. Um <laughs> It's just sped up slightly, so you starve to death every, like, eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess exactly. that's true. I guess that's true. Or unless you pay yourself with quarters. Um, and so whenever you saw death, which is death, the only way to kill death was 
despite there were two ways. One, you could shoot him with a potion. Or two, you could basically just sit there until he, you know, basically sucked as much life out of you as he was going to do, and then he vanished. But what people would do when they saw it, especially when they got locked into a hallway with him, is they would basically just pound the hell out of their buttons because they're like, I've got to kill him earlier, even though it was completely useless. And the reason is because he took, like, five times the normal speed of health from you. So what he was doing was draining your allowance. Like, death himself, individually, was destroying your buying power as he had you locked in. And then you're good at, when you have that reaction... You're going to react by attacking, and that's what these kids did. So anyway, it reminded me when you talked about Gauntlet. That's exactly what it's like. So if you guys hear the sound during the show and it sounds like right. that may mean that death has appeared and is draining story. And we need to get Where quarters. do I put the quarters? <laughs> I was just going to say. Where, you know, that's, it's a slot on your the computer. You should see it. That is, that's it's a really interesting head. analysis of Gauntlet, that it's just four characters who are on the verge of starving to death. So, of course, there's all this violence in the game because they're just constantly <laughs> fighting for their last meal of survival. They don't have time to think or make societies or <laughs> yep. leisure. It's all just like. I'm going to come Kill up with things, a new, get the vote, get the a vote, new stand-up quarter-based video game called Darfur. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, but they refugees need food. But they badly. go back to the castle area where they have time to kind of chill and stuff. It's just that there's nothing there. Well, no, because even the chilling is them rushing around to get gold as fast as possible. So even that is not really chilling. It's the same, you know, like they're running around, and it's timed, so they have a certain amount of time to do it. And when you shoot the food by accident, there's this big guy who's like, Elf, shot the food, like in this very angry, like you made it less possible for your... They should have like a new version of Gauntlet for 2011 where they have like deeds to like build land and like build wells and stuff like this, so it's like longer lasting stuff. Like you don't get food now, but your village will eat for several weeks, you know. That's also the only food in the world that doesn't get cut into like morsels when you cut it, it just disappears. It's like, I used my axe to cut the bread. Nope, bread's gone. What do you exactly. mean gone? i got to cut it. Well, nope. because it felt like every food, except for the chicken, every food was like, it was liquid. It was all liquid food. So it's just like. No wonder you're constantly starving to death. You're on like some really. liquid diet of ale. Like, that doesn't sustain you at all. Exactly. I couldn't get around on that. You can't fight on ale. The other funny thing about Gauntlet was that, first of all, it was all top-down, so everyone looked to be roughly the same, you know, the same height, and the creatures, like, the that sort of the, you fought killed you based upon the armor that you had, but then they would have these things like, okay, so one character had armor, and that kept, like, 20% of damage from hitting you. That's fine. Then you had the barbarian, who supposedly could resist some attacks because he had, and I quote, hardened skin. So, like, his skin functioned as leather. Like, his skin was so tough that it could resist, and you actually had more ability to resist fighting than, like, a wizard would have, or something like that. So, but realism see, it wasn't was not all that the point. bad. I mean, they had time to play tag. They did at the time to play tag. Well, you're thinking about the Nintendo version, which for uh, literally, Clee and I played that for a few months, and we didn't understand because there would be this part where someone would say, Wizard is now it, and then Elf is now it. Well, first we couldn't understand what And we were saying. like, what is he saying? They were like, I think he's saying now it. We're like, what the hell does that mean? And then it's like, they literally were saying, Wizard is now it. Like, you've been tagged, and there's a little, like, floating thing that says whenever it. Whenever we touched each other. <laughs> it's like it would be tagged. And I'm just like, who the hell was like, you know what else we need to throw into this game? Tag. Yeah. Tag. Let's also play Hopscotch. That would also be good. That's what the game. Japanese Nintendo Corporation brought into it. A little fun in the midst of the starving murder <laughs> debacle. <laughs> Let's play Tag. I'm still dying. Don't tell me about your distended care. belly. Come on, freeze Tag on five. Ready? 
I wouldn't have been great in Oregon Trail. That would be great. <laughs> you have died of dysentery. You're it also. <laughs> <That'd be> awesome. <laughs> be tremendous. Settler is now it, yeah. Um, that's part of it too. What What is the earliest video game that you guys remember playing? Like computer, any kind of, any version. What's the earliest one? Donkey oh, Kong. my gosh. Donkey Kong, huh? Uh, I think Space Invaders. Yeah. That probably was the earliest for me too. Well, if you can, that's not true because if you count computers, the earliest one for me was a game called um, Adventure. No, no, even earlier than that, Lawnmower, which was literally where you <laughs> mowed a lawn on a computer screen. I was on Commodore sixty four. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's some exciting stuff. And you could actually hit rocks, and then you would like damage your mower. Yeah, it was very, very powerful. Sorry, think, what about you? I'm not think... making that up. No, I'm not. It was called Lawnmower. Why is it that everything in the past was like so much more boring? It's like okay, we're gonna make a video game, and we're gonna have our kids. For fun, mobile. I think it's the destruction of society. As that stuff went away, now kids, like, then we started giving kids things about starving for food, and it's no wonder all our kids are a mess now, whereas before, they learned to mow lawns from video the games. The reason so. is because it was such an amazing wonderment that you could reproduce anything on an electronic screen, that anything at all would be like, chew gum. Oh, my God! <laughs> you could There's chew gum. There's a big blob that looks like kind of like a chewing gum. Also, to be fair, to be fair, Cleo, like, one of the most popular games right now is The Sims, which is basically live your own boring life That's true. on the screen. Like, and they, you know, enhance it to try to make it as similar to real life as possible. You don't so. think they see this as ironic distance story? Um, no. No, strangely, <laughs> I don't. I really think it's that people aren't very creative. Yes, that could um, be. What's the earliest game you your, remember story? Answer your question. I think, um, I don't know. There's a lot of early ones that I remember. I mean, I think there was, like, some time before I even, like, had a computer that could play games at home that I played, like, the very first Carmen San Diego. Oh, yeah. Um, on a computer, like, the you know, the very original Where in the World um, but one of the earliest ones, I think the earliest one I played regularly that was actually on a computer that I had was uh, this text, like Indiana Jones, but totally text-based. It's going to be really mud. hard to explain. That's a no, mud. it wasn't it a mud. Dungeon? It wasn't. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was so. It was called Kingdom of Cross, and it was this game where they had maps and like dungeons, and you basically went through. Uh, like sort of you were an archaeologist trying to like rescue coins and treasure and find like secret things and avoid monsters and it was sort of like a hybrid of like pac-man and like a very rudimentary rpg thing but literally all of the graphics were text figures so you were like a little zero or Or a little a or something yeah and then like the monsters were like m's and e's and O's, you know and like things were in different colors and it became clear like what the monsters were and whatever else and there were walls that were like brackets and like literally everything was wandering around in text and it it amazes me like i still remember playing this when i was like you know seven or eight or nine how engrossing it was because it was like it really felt like you know this amazing adventure and it was completely like little text things like those were the level of graphics were literally we had we had imaginations back then yeah that's (laughs) true we didn't have to have it all spelled out for us i actually just realized (laughs) that my first video game technically was dark tower which you guys have played so i think that was my first actual video game was was a game that you know this Hardly video. Hey man, it's close. Your drones and like lights up for a moment. <laughs> it does. Do <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that's, da, da, that's da, like <laughs> arguing that Battleship is yeah. a video game if hey, you make a sound effect. That's like, it's like a wind-up monkey with symbols being like, this is a video game. Look, yeah, exactly. you watch. It's the wind-up monkey. Hey! <laughs> If the wind-up monkey went da 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 if you did that, that'd be a different thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, like it because it can create sound or light. Like this lamp that I had that my parents got me when I was three was my first video game. We used to play Flashlight Wars. It was my favorite video game. Acting like it does everything in Morse code, like three brigands, SOS. It's not like that. I mean, basically, is no. It had pictures. It kept track of numbers. Saying a speaking spell is a video game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's somewhat similar. But but if it's speak spell had like image of people and things and if you fought brigands and you had to spell brigand to defeat them b-r-i-g-e-n-d oh shit lose five you know like if that was the case that would have been different you know but i think that was probably the first one that i can that i can remember but but my dad i remember my dad coming home one day from work and saying i just saw this game that uh you know i don't know what people are going to think about it's ridiculous it's this yellow dot running around eating a bunch of dots and there are these these weird monsters chasing them in this maze i have no idea what everyone seemed to be watching this game and that became of course pac-man which was uh rather a phenomenon in the video yeah. game world so i mean that was probably the first game that i ever actually played was like sometime early in my youth my dad introduced me to pac-man when you know like at some local uh local restaurant or Pizza something joint or whatever like, right yeah, yeah yeah exactly and would like hold me up so that i could reach the the controls or whatever and and uh yeah that was probably the very first actual like video game thing i played i was i was a big fan of pac-man did you know that the creator of that recently revealed that only one of the ghosts actually ever chases you every other <laughs> ghost's job was to try to get a few pixels in front of your pac-man so like that was their whole thing, and they obviously kept adjusting. Oh and yeah, you can tell you that around. though. That, it's the red one. The red one chases you, and all the other ones like try to anticipate. The other ones are easy to fool, and the red one's a bastard. Yeah. Like yeah. No, you can. You clearly haven't played enough Pac-Man. Craig. No, I didn't. I used to have <laughs> Pac-Man was not one of my favorite. Obviously, besides Galaga, which I was awesome at, were games later on like um like well Gauntlet or Dragon's Lair, Rygar. I was I was awesome at Rygar. Um. And then uh, my dad was the, was sort of a Space Invaders guy, but yeah, I was more I was more sort of the later, somewhat later generations of those. Like I saw guys who used to play um, Defender, which I always thought I was never very good at Defender, or um, or Zaxxon. Have we talked about this, Zaxxon? Oh yeah, I played my share of Zaxxon. Was was Zaxxon the one where you had the guy where he was trying you was trying to assemble this big stone face, and once the ship assembled this face, there was this big rod, rod, and then this huge face would like charge after your spaceship and try to destroy you. I, I have absolutely no idea what what you're talking about. Okay, so it's not Zaxxon then. <laughs> Good. I'll have to Sounds like a dream that I had when I ate like some <laughs> bad ham. <laughs> run, run. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's a real wow. game, but I don't remember what it's called, obviously. Then there was Joust. Did you ever play Joust? I don't think so. Joust is where you had the guys on um, on the back of birds flying around. And, the, and the, basically, it was just a constant side-scroller where you would wrap around from, you know, you go off on the right, mm. you'd reappear on the left. And you just had to be higher than your opponent. And if you were slightly higher than your opponent, ran into them, then you knocked them off their, you know, you won the joust. But over time, they become increasingly more complicated and all that stuff. So Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that there was um, a thread on Reddit today while I was at work that I saw, which was asking about your first, the first video game that got you addicted to video games. 
games, and the answer that I submitted was Shark Shark, which was a very basic game for the Intellivision system, which was sort of the... I had well, Intellivision. Poor, yeah, it was like the poor man's Atari. Hey, uh, I don't know. I thought it was good, better at sports than Atari. The control anyway. was amazing. It looked like a phone. It had like nine digits and a disc and buttons on the side. And the Dungeons & Dragons game on that was awesome. My my parents and I, like, that was the one video game we all played, was, was that one Dungeons & Dragons game for Intellivision. Anyway, I, sorry. To this day, I feel like some of the games were just so well-crafted that regardless of the fact that they're four-bit games and there's totally. nothing to look at. They're just so ingenious and, and addictive. Yeah. I mean, Shark Shark is the most basic concept. You're a tiny little fish. You can only eat fish that are smaller than you, but then eventually you start to grow larger, and then you can eat larger fish, and a shark will come along every once in a while, and if you can take down the shark by biting its tail, then you automatically leap up to the next tier of size until you become this giant fish that can eat everything and just mass up a bunch of points, and you don't want to die because you have to start all over every time you die. It was the most addicting thing ever. And uh, basically, I had two competing worlds were the Intellivision games and then cartridges for my Commodore 64 computer, mm-hmm. um, which were pretty crappy. Mostly educational games like Math Blaster and C- Oh, Math Blaster. C- it's the first thing that anyone's C- mentioned in 10 minutes that I recognize. Once you said educational, <laughs> that, that you could have put that with yeah, crappy. Like, in the oh, same my sentence. parents allowed me access to Math Blaster. Yes, I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> I had some cartridges. I think I've talked about this before for my old TRS-80. Um, that I had, and one of them was uh, this <laughs> this dungeon game. I, I think I forget what it's called. The the treasure of I don't remember. Anyway, so the thing Madre. about it was it, it's yeah no I wish it was supposed to be this dungeon thing that was all you know realism and realistic, and you'd run through the dungeon and you would sort of look around, and then you would it was supposed to be all three D, and so you could move your guy forward, and you would see. Uh, like ahead of you down the hallway, you'd see this picture of this monster, but it was just like a two-dimensional picture, right? So if you turn to the left and turn back, you'd hear dong, and then there's the picture of the monster, but it's like one square closer to you, but it's like nothing has changed as far as perspective, like it's still frozen in the same two-dimensional position it was before. So it's like you're being chased by a picture of a monster down the hallway, <laughs> like you're going to be hit by this like five-year-old drawings of what a minotaur is or something it's like, like that. like a cartoon of the guy hiding in the fake bush. <laughs> Exactly. Whenever you turn around. Exactly. And even if you like went down a carter to avoid him and turned around, like the monster would arrive at the carter like looking two dimensional, and then a second later he would like flip so he was then normal, like dong. And every time there was this bell, it was the least sort of tension filled thing ever, because you're like, Whoop, there's a monster. Yes, you're coming towards me. Yes, I heard the iron bell. Yes, I see you. Yes. No, you're still there. No, you're I I'm running from you. Yes, you're still there. So yeah, those games were pretty crappy. Back in the day. Did you ever have to use a, a tape player to load your game, Russ, or was it strictly cartridge only? I never had the tape player. I went straight from cartridges to the disk drive, which, by the way, the disk drive by itself was about as big as computer towers <laughs> computer. are now. The whole thing was to read one floppy disk, and it was as big as my <laughs> my tower so for true. my Dell computer. Um, and, and the thing is, like, every birthday I would get another component for my computer, so I got the computer, and then I got a disk drive, and then I got a printer, and the next year I was going to get a modem, and I would have been one of the first people on, like, one of the seminal versions of the internet, except that it just never came to be. I never got on the BBS boards or, like, learned how to program, but if on that eighth birthday baud. I got a modem. Yeah, well, like, yep. 2400 baud was, like, the, the pinnacle of achievement. Like, oh, yeah, that would have um, been exciting stuff. This was and, and the, the tape player thing. I actually uh, wrote a game in uh, Basic, and I saved it on this tape player, you know, on the tape. But the problem was that because you would start loading by press play on tape. 
but it was so sensitive that if you – you could use like a regular tape player, but if you changed the volume on the tape player, like it would screw it up because the level of data that was coming in had to come in at a certain volume. So you'd be fiddling with the volume control while you were trying to like get it to load. And, of course, it took however long it took to actually – Play. So sometimes you'd have, it would take you like 15 minutes, if that's how long you had written the program for, to actually like load into the computer system. Because of, And meanwhile, the whole sound is like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my first foray into computer language was learning how to load a game on the Commodore 64 because you had to type in the exactly. string code to do anything. To be like, load, quotation, asterisk, quotation. Oh, I remember that. I remember yep. trying to learn how to program on a... On yep. a 64 and yeah. run, go, run. Yeah. Do you know how many Radio Shacks in how many Radio Shacks in America had line 10 print? Greg is great. 20 go to 10. 30 enter. <laughs> so it just scrolled out. Greg is great. Greg is great. Greg is great. Those were good times. <laughs> uh, good times. Yep. Hey guys, I've got a uh, I've got a female story for you for the first time in a long time. Oh my gosh! Wow. Does it Yay. start with J date and end with sadness? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we could just jump right to sadness oh if you want. God. I've uh, never heard you be so cutting in your whole life, Greg. That was really impressive. I'm sorry. I was just sort of summarizing. Damn. Oh, great. Sorry. Gooberman. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Uh, I'm still thinking of my – see, I'm thinking of my days when I was a kid making Ooh. computer days, and, you know, I was always bitter in those days. So anyway, oh. um, so go ahead. Sorry. Uh, life in general. It starts with J-Date. I don't. I think that I turned the first part of the story. This is the story of Perfect Girl, who um, yes, you had to fight for. Yeah, Perfect Girl came right on the heels of the Rachel Maud disaster, where it was like two girls that I was really in love with for the first time in like the longest time I can remember. Um, and the Rachel. <laughs> Maud- <laughs> I, was, I was in love with those two girls for the first time. Just like the first time, doesn't mean they existed. With two girls <laughs> Those in a really girls. long time. <laughs> By which okay, I need a week. So the, I'm gonna, for credibility's sake, the caveat <laughs> to this Too are, late. Two <laughs> girls that I met in person, spent time with, and still liked them, which I think eliminates every other candidate. <laughs> like yeah, guys, possible. come on, come on. The, these are the first time that Russ fell in love with these two particular girls in a long time. Okay, so that's, that's I would really like to know how many women you've fell in, in, fallen in love with. But I met them in person, so it was it was way more credible. Falling in love. Sorry. Anyway, perfect girl. The reason <laughs> that this was a compelling story was because I decided that I'm going to stop settling for women who I'm like kind of interested in, and then we get into a relationship, and then somewhere down the road I realized that I wasn't really that interested. But it was nice being settling. A- you mean by dating for them for a few weeks? <laughs> oh, That's, who needs that process, right? That's bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I am staying so far out of this, it's not even funny. <laughs> With Perfect Girl, the idea was that I would find the girl that I was most interested in on an entire dating website. In this case, it was OkCupid. Okay and I'm like, look, I'm just going to pick the one I'm most interested in. I'm going to be persistent until I get her because otherwise – Because most of us start with like the fifth most interested, right? Like <laughs> so we work go on a dating up. site, certainly yeah. that's what I've been trying. That's it's like, oh, it's I'm, like... I'm too interested in that person. I might actually like them. Skip. Well, for me the problem is is that these women are very hard to access, and I never was willing to go through 
you know, what you needed to go through to get the attention of people like this. And in this case, I finally did. Like, I wrote to her, like, 17 times and, like, completely confident every time. Like, never even – never a whiff of, like, that you haven't been responding to anything I wrote. Just, like, I open up every conversation in the middle of some other conversation just to, like, give her every opportunity to jump in and not feel bad about ignoring me for 17 conversations. And it worked. It totally worked. And I got a date with this girl. And I went on the date, and she was actually – she looked the way that, you know, she represented herself on the site, and she was really smart. She was really cool. a two-dimensional monster, right? She was a, like – she did comedy, and she did media, and she was awesome, and I was like really into her, and I was really excited about it. And she, at the end of the date, was like, I really would like to see you again, and everything was great. And then the next time – this was like in October – um, right around Halloween. And that was the excuse for not going out right away again was that she had like all these crazy Halloween plans and she was in demand and I didn't have any reason to doubt any of this stuff. And then I got a text from her a couple weeks after I texted her again that said that she had like something had happened and she'd gotten into a relationship with presumably someone in her life who wasn't, you know, he, that she knew him, but obviously she wasn't in a relationship when she went out to coffee with me. She was the third on his list of five most interesting girls. Right. So he... I yes. bet that's why it was easier for him. Sure. Um, so, you know, I was very, very disappointed by this because I was really excited about this one. And so in this text where she – I still – I've saved – I have so much documentation of this. It's so funny. Like I have printouts of <laughs> – Documentation. We just posted on the map report as soon as possible. <laughs> I know. All of which is hung around his room right now, like in, in, his, in his apartment. He's got like all the pictures – rifling through my coffee table like i bet i have printouts of the okay cupid conversations that got her to have coffee with me because i was in the zone for like an hour i had to have every line had to be perfect and all of the hilarious things i said had to be spaced just so just to get to that point to like give me your number (laughs) it worked why does this remind me of you playing the highest setting of mvp baseball 2004 russ like everything had to be perfect i had to meditate just like that it's just a different game that's how life works, in gotcha. case you can. Oh, boy. Here was the thing. This is what I got from her. This was on November 10th. I got the following text. Oh, boy. I owe you a text. So, so sorry. The honest truth is I truly enjoyed meeting you and would have liked to have seen you again. But I've started seeing someone, and i got to give it a fair shot. I'm terribly sorry it's taken me so long to respond. Frowny face. No Hades? <laughs> and, and that's not referring she to She is no- perfect. She no- is perfect. She said no Hades. <laughs> No, I mean, no, no Hades. H A D E S or H I T I S, but no Hades. Um, oh no, Hades. I thought Hades, she was like, yes. and no Hades Better or any other mythological areas. No Olympus. I hope you sent her a marriage proposal back. <laughs> Humanitarian disaster that was to come. A couple. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. No Darfurs. <laughs> no tsunamis. Yeah. She's, She's like, no Hades. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Channeling Nostradamus there for a second. That, that's like her sig. She's like, so I would appreciate this, and if you could get me the fresh direct order soon, thank you. Signed, da da da. No Hades. So now Russ of Mep reports one through seventy five may have responded in like a very like I get all emotional and sad and whine and do things that are counterproductive. But I've learned things. I've learned things over all these retarded experiences that I've had. And I've you learned- mean years. It's taken me a long time, and I've learned that that being even keel and being cool and not responding emotionally prevents you from, like, burning bridges down. And the fewer bridges that you burn down, the more bridges that exist in your world. (laughs) For you to walk over, yes. That you can cross one day, perhaps. Yes. 
And so I deliberately did not burn the bridge. And I wrote her this awesome text, which I don't have a record of, unfortunately, but it was something to the effect of like, well, you know, I wish I had the opportunity to go toe to toe with your fellow, but I understand that life does not work that way. And life is not fair. And I really enjoyed meeting you. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, you were the person I was the most interested in. So that's sad. But hey, in the future, if you should ever want to go out with someone of a very high caliber, you have my number. Boom. And I left it at that. And I heard nothing, right? That was it. And we talked – privately, I think the three of us have talked about this text. We decided it was good. We decided that there was like you know 2% chance that she would contact me sometime in the future. So I got a wild hair up my ass uh, this week, and I decided to follow up on this about four and a half – Is a new sex thing? I'm sorry, wild hair? Because I was saying well, wild hair up my ass. What is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got this bunny rabbit in my ear canal, and I – Easy idea. What are you God? In America, we say things like that. Okay. So after you got the white hair out of your ass, what did you do when you recovered? And he put it in a stew and had dinner. Yes. Cody's for my ass. Coated it with MSG and called it ramen. Speaking of which, you want to get, be you get your voice better stories and wild-ass hair stew. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> this is why I still haven't recovered. God damn it. Notice it's not working through wild-ass hair. That is one wild-ass hair you got there. I mean, honestly, just putting it up my ass might fix my voice. That's I'll be so true. surprised. Try that. Have you? Do. I think I work for Pavarotti when you need a big concert. Just yeah, exactly. Just throw that, throw that buddy up there. Uh, all we've got is this gerbil. I hope it'll do. I want a real rabbit. <laughs> Sorry. So, all cities are Russian. Okay, so go on. Four and a half months later, I text this girl again. And again, completely oblivious to any emotional hurtings that I may have received over the four and a half months. Just completely, the text that I sent her, again, I do not have the record of, was something to the effect of, Hi Jackie, this is the ruggedly handsome and possibly clever guy that you had coffee with several months ago. How are you? <laughs> the next day, she sends me the following. This came in, what wow, is this? Hot off the press. March, March Dear wild ass hair. This I... <laughs> two mornings ago. I'm sorry to hear of your mammalian troubles. <laughs> I also have had several furry young mammals, and woodland creatures have a way of getting into orifices that they shouldn't. All I can ask tell you is, All right. why the hair's feral? Why can't it be tame? Um, here's the text that I get. Here's water shipped out a whole new <laughs> What? That doesn't make any sense. Oh Five Sorry. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. Here's the text. <sighs> the text, hi, Russell. The only response I feel I can give you without breaking my own moral code is this. Ask me again in three to six months. Then there's a break. And after it, she says, also, you are really, really good at texting. Oh Boom! God, what a moron. Story! Where do you kind find of... these morons, Russ? Okay, listen. Now we need to decrypt, because, again, this is all I have to go on with is, like, six lines. But we have to decrypt this. Here's the first clue that she's interested in me. I did not put my name in the last text. I just said, it's the guy that you had coffee with a few months ago. She, she responded, your number, right? Russell. So, in other words, she left my number in her phone. She right. kept it there. She didn't get rid of it. That's clue number one. Okay. Clue number two. The first paragraph is written, if we're to take a psychological, <laughs> to take a transactional analysis point of view, the first paragraph is written from sort of the parent voice 
because she's talking about moral or ethical responsibilities. She's restraining herself. She's saying, you know, regardless of how I feel about this, I don't feel right flirting with you because I'm still in this relationship. And then she breaks. And then the next paragraph is written in the, you're starting to get to me. And I'm very tempted to do this, so I'm going to let you know that I've really enjoyed your text, which also validates the text that I sent three months ago about how awesome everything was, everything's fine and it's good and you can look me up one day. And she's like, these were comp- she's telling me that these were compelling messages and she's compelled and that she is considering and that I'm putting the seed of doubt in her head in this stupid relationship that she's in with this guy who stole her away from me. And oh, by the way, I have absolutely no compunction about doing that because as far as I'm concerned, I had her and then he stole her away at some Halloween party and now I'm planting the seed of doubt in her head because screw that guy. I wonder if John Milton felt this way about Paradise Lost. He's just like, so 150 lines later, the thing I wrote when I, before I was blind, this brilliantly set up what was going to be. So the message that I get is that, you know, she is, again, I, I respect her moral compunction. But sounds like it. I was going to say, that, that says respect to me. If by respect you mean I triumph in the glory of destroying this other man's relationship through the power of my seeding uh, text <laughs> messages. No, but I, no, I, respect her, I respect her point of view that, like, I'm not going to continue flirting with her. I just want – I was texting because I didn't know that she was still in a relationship and it was the only way for me to find out. And uh, now that I have, but I've also gotten a very clear confirmation in this text that she's interested and that, you know, if something should go wrong in the relationship. Is, is this like a slow-paced gauntlet, Russ, where like it'll be every three months and then when you hit the age of 50, it'll accelerate to one text a month. By then, it'll be just microchips I in think, her head. I mean, and then... as, as far as I know, like this is my only path to happiness. Like I'm sick and tired of like this <laughs> Go out with people. Oh, this is certainly the path. <laughs> uh, it's, no. it's super efficient, too. One text every three months. If you wait a year to go out with a girl, and you end you up You couldn't being... possibly have overly raised expectations that she will fail to meet. <laughs> no chance. Regardless of that, I'm just she, saying... She has that already story. I mean, this is not going to change anything. Yeah, I mean, this I... is just going to occupy him for a year. That's all this is going to do. Girl back in October, too. That nothing has changed. She's still a perfect girl. That's fine. But I think that... In her eyes, like, who wouldn't want someone who could be, who could, you know, maintain that kind of patience and vigilance and casualness for a year? That's some serious stuff, man. Uh, wait a minute. What? Patience and casualness. You're talking about yourself. Yeah. I'm well, talking about all... the fact that I can sit here and text her casually every four months. Russ, you don't have to better. speak highly of yourself. We know that you are really great. That's the problem. You're really great. We don't understand why you keep doing this to yourself. Why do you go after women I'm for whom I'm myself, Clea. I'm pursuing people that I'm actually interested in, which come along virtually never. So this is what I'm left which with. Which is the question you need to ask yourself. Why do you think they come along so rarely? Because Clea, I, how many times does someone have a rabbit rubbed up his ass? I mean, let's be honest. This is not, not common occurrence. It's anyone? I don't know. What other reason could there be? You. <laughs> yes, I am really picky. Sure, I'll, absolutely. No, you. no, no, no. It's not you. that you're not picky. I'm incredibly it's that you picky. don't know really what to look for, and because you know what to look for. How dare you? No, I, what, what do you mean, seriously? <laughs> I actually don't know what you mean. What, what are you talking about? Sir. No, I mean I do think that. Have you thought about looking into other types of mammals? <laughs> Furry ones, perhaps. God. Long ears. The problem is you like humans. 
Why do you want all these desirable women? That's just the wrong thing for you. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not fair. She's talking about... I'm saying what you're finding desirable might be questionable, but I'm not saying... Like, women who enjoy six-month text gaps might not be the top of my list of desirable qualities. You know what I like is a woman who can tell me to shove off every six months. That's awesome. Dear Greg, you suck. Return to me in 2015. This girl is awesome. She is all and everything in one. I think Come that over you here, do, buddy. I think that you don't think highly of these women unless they reject you in some way. Exactly. Okay. There's there's something there. Ah, yes. I don't think that it's the being rejected thing, but I think it's the – I feel like if I don't – there's a certain level that I feel like I have to earn the girls that I'm really interested in. Like if it's too easy, it is sort of deflating. Well, that, okay, well that's that, a problem, Russ. Right. Like, like, Russ, am I allowed to bring up this person before that you were in a relationship with or is that – am I not allowed the, to do that? I don't think it's appropriate to talk about that person. Very well. Okay. All right. Then I, I won't do it. So to. I'll just say that I agree with Clea about that, that – I do wonder a little bit about the whole the more difficult the challenge, the steeper the mountain, the more valuable the ascent. Like I understand the theory of that. Because it also doesn't but... make sense with what you else what you also have said about yourself and that you say that you're a really good person, very funny, very entertaining, and a really good boyfriend. So therefore someone who is kind, thoughtful, insightful you, you shouldn't have to fight to win her over. She should see you for who you are and have it be very easy. Exactly. I, don't, I don't agree. I, don't, I think you make a logical leap there, though. Like, I don't think that – because a lot of these are qualities that are the opposite of flashy qualities, right? And flashy qualities are, are superficial in nature, so they're very easy to see superficially. When you look at deep qualities, you don't get a sense. People. Right, that's true too. I mean, but you don't get a sense of deeper qualities unless you actually. He is in L.A., Clea. Yeah, but you don't date people long enough for them to get to know that. Well, I get a sense of it. I mean, oh my god! Like I know that I'm not interested. Now you're thinking a little too highly of yourself. No, no, I'm just saying. Like this is the pattern. Usually, what happens is I date them. I decide that they lack some quality that I'm looking for, and then I end it. And very well, guess what? You don't always know that. Sometimes they might take a while to show you as well. Sure, that's possible, but I mean, I can't. There's very little that I can do about whether I'm interested in someone or not. Okay, like, well, let me I, put it this way: you can you can both say you can both say that you don't have the time, but that you can also say oh, I'm willing to wait an, a year for this chick. Yeah, that is kind of vaguely. What do you mean? Dictory. Well, on the one hand, you're saying that you don't you don't take time with some of these women. No, but then I'm you're not, willing I, to give this woman a year. In fact, I think the opposite is true. I think that I've stayed in relationships too long more than I've stayed in relationships not long enough. And I think that, you know, I was with Lauren for three and a half years, which was too long. Yeah, but you were in college. You were young. I was just at, I mean, yeah. And I feel like I've learned since then, I've learned how to make that determination faster so that I don't have to be in a relationship way past the point where I know it's not going to work. No, you were young. Well, by me saying that you were young, I was not meaning you were young and therefore it took you a long time to figure it out. I'm saying you were young and therefore you made a bad choice in the first place. Okay, well, that's true too. I think both of those things are true. But I just, I also feel like... But I don't think both of those things are true. I don't think you necessarily, I mean, you could both think very highly of yourself in that you think you can get a sense of someone from the, from quickly i mean that's that's why a lot of people stay single the older they get the more they think they know and the more they think they know about people 
before the person even opens their mouth. And that's why you stay single, because you become more and more judgmental, more and more think you know, and so you end up single for the rest of your life. There are only so many things that I can control. I've been out with women whom I have the highest respect for. I think they're brilliant, they're fun, they're great to talk to, but there is just some lack of chemistry, usually physical chemistry. And I have tried. I have sat there and been like, every intellectual thing says that I would get along with this person great and I want to like them. And I can't because there's just some element missing and some whatever that mystery is isn't there and i know that it's not there and as long you know i can try to pretend that it's there but ultimately it's very easy to know because that's pretty much the first thing you know is whether that element of chemistry is there or not i didn't know that i need i need both things but i didn't know that well i mean but clea like i've gone out left oh sorry (laughs) i've literally gone out with him and said like i love hanging out with her She's great. She's awesome. I'm not attracted to her. And then I and then I kiss her because I'm like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll kiss her and I'll feel something that I didn't anticipate because no, I really you have to like, get to know her more and to love her and then you start feeling more attracted to and her. And then I kiss her and I feel nothing again and I'm just like, "Okay, I've given it a chance. I'm not interested." Obviously like it's I can't force that kind of thing, so it didn't didn't happen. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I think that I, you know, it's okay to be attracted to someone on different levels. And that, you know, something's missing, then something's missing. And, uh, and anyone so, else going to help me out here? Isn't this like the quintessential thing? If you have to learn when you get older that it's not just going to be chemistry, that you have to, it has to grow? And, and Come on, guys. Well, I, I mean, agree that a relationship has to grow, but I don't think it grows out of nothing. Like, I think it grows out of something that's clearly. It grows out of six month texts. It grows from mushrooms. <laughs> That's where the relationship comes from. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is very fungal in nature. I, I mean, I am probably the wrong person to be We all are the wrong su- people to discuss su- this with Russ. Support. No, I mean, I don't mean with Russ specifically. It's just like, I mean, I think my life experiences are pretty abnormal you know so like i don't know what it's like i mean i'm figuring out right like i'm at a stage in my life where i'm trying to figure out like what adults do in relationships because i I have no idea i've never been an adult in a relationship i had a marriage coming out of college and you know that was going to be it and you know i don't know anything about like adult dating at all um, you know, and and so uh, I'm not really that's excited what I'm saying. to find and that's out. That's what I'm either. saying. Story. N- none of us right. really do. Yeah, I just do. Not about well, it. Wait a minute. No, wait Greg, a minute. you were you were still pretty much in school. You were never really in the adult world. I guess you were that's still true. In the academia. That's true. I did, I did pretty because all my dating experience. That's true. I mean, it was in graduate school that we started dating. Most of my dating experience was in the college environment. That's true. But but the thing is that I, I certainly agree that the sort of adult dating environment would pose more difficult challenges, but. I, I guess, you know, I agree to a point about the whole there's something to be said about chemistry because I, you know, I certainly have had people that intellectually I knew there were some people that, that I dated a little while in college for, for a little while. And it was very obvious it just wasn't going to work because I wasn't physically attracted to them. Like, and I just didn't it didn't really matter about the other stuff because I just wasn't physically attracted to them. I had to have a combination of those elements. That's true to a degree. But the problem I have with this one is. 
Okay, so you find someone, you find her physically attractive, you you sort of do all this stuff. I can even understand the, you know, I'm on fire, hour and a half, back and forth, I am thing, everything has to be perfectly placed. Yeah, I got the date, blam. Then she goes, she has some, like, you know, five-second encounter with some dude at a Halloween party, a person who she's still with five months later. I mean, to be fair, we have no idea of the circumstances of her relationship now. I we have don't one know idea who this person is. I know that you spoke to them one month later, so within that month, she found someone, apparently decided that she was going to start dating them to such a great degree that she had to be monogamous, not spend any time with you, and said, get back to me in six months. You then contact her in six months, and she's like, get back to me in another six months. She didn't say get back to me in six months, though, the first she time. She said goodbye. Yeah, the first time was like, I'm sorry, I've gotten involved with someone. Now, I have no idea. That could have been someone in her life. It could have been someone special that was like a burgeoning thing, and I was just a dude that she had coffee with once, which has no, you know, does not carry with it any obligation at all. I'm sorry. I just don't buy into the... I, you know, we had coffee once, but now I'm going into Halloween, that time of year, which is sacred to my, wait, what? Like, I mean, it's Halloween. Why can't she set up another date with you? And then she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, too bad. And then, you know, by the way, you're very good at texting. I mean, maybe she's flattered at the fact that you put this incredible knowledge and attention and effort. And, you know, she has no idea of like your extensive background in doing these things. And you send her this amazingly constructed text. Maybe she like, she's like, this is awesome. Six months from now, I can expect another awesome text from a guy with a rabbit up his ass. But the point is, if you look at all of the context of it, like if you look at all the context of it, Russ, like if she's really got at any kind of interest level, she's she should have been, you know, following up with you at some point at this point already. This idea that there's some big delay and that indicates that, well, it's worth pursuing. No, it's not. It's not worth pursuing someone who has no interest in you. I don't think that this exchange makes it any more or any less worth pursuing. I think that the moral of the story is is that I feel vindicated for checking up on it again. And, of course, it's not like I went and cloistered myself and lived in a monastery in the interim. You know, like I had another relationship. I was dating and looking for other things. But, frankly, I have not been as interested in anyone as I was interested in her since then. And uh, I don't expect to be, frankly. Because, again, those things are, yes, like... It's happened before, but I'm getting older and a little bit more jaded, and they're becoming ever rarer as I go along. And so I don't see any reason to throw any of those in the garbage that don't resolve themselves, you know. But look, Russ, themselves. why wouldn't you then go back onto this site, find the person who currently interests you the, much, the most there, and then by this theory, you could eventually spread them out so you could be sending a text <laughs> to each of these girls once every month. You've you got February, perfect girl, March, perfect oh, girl, April, idea. perfect girl, right? Yeah. You know? no, I to be fair, I already, I, for a short time, I did activate this thing again, and I looked around, and I just wasn't that into anyone. Anyone on the site. Anyone. You understand? This is like 10,000 women or whatever. <laughs> uh, however 10, many are in proximity to L.A. Okay, so in the L.A. thing, within my age range and various, like, compatibility. It's actually only two, but anyway. Like, Can I log eight, on as oh. you, Russ? Can I log on as you? Sure. Where, 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 let me, what, what, Ooh, what awesomeness. website? What, what website? This is going to be great because then everyone who listens to the podcast can log in as me. And no, we'll, yes, we'll no beat, text no, 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 the no, password, we'll, we'll dummy. We'll beat that out. We'll beat Don't that actually out. make it. Although, the password although is... you may end up, you may have a better chance actually if you just like publicize your password and you're like, somebody set up a date for me. Somebody else take the reins for like, you know, three Come days. Come on, and then, You know you and then want I'll over. You know you want You're actually going to have to activate my profile because I've recently deactivated it because I was, like I said, I wasn't interested in anyone. And I'm what kind is of... this, World of Warcraft? What do you need? You're like, you know, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. It is, it's Open. like a mini surrogate of, of World of Warcraft. It's like Welcome a mini, back. like, check it again, no, check no, it again. Maybe you don't know theory. Russ is actually dating on World of Warcraft and all of the <laughs> players. 
Most of them aren't actually female, and those that are have chosen really poorly in their avatars. Russ has to level up again. You're not active on any sites? No, not right now. Uh, I just quit this one. I'm plenty of fish, dude. It's free. It's terrible. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of done with it. Like, the other... Here's the other thing. Perfect Girl also sort of, to me, represented, like, literally, like, victory over the realm of online dating. Like, look, I got a date with the girl that I was most interested in out of countless women on the site. Like, regardless of the fact that it didn't go anywhere, like, I'm kind of done. Because I'm not really as interested in anyone else as I was in her. And I'd rather just meet people in real life so I don't have to play this guessing game about chemistry before I meet someone. You know, I'd rather just yeah, kind no, of... that's that's valid. But, I mean, but a lot of people are still doing this. I mean, New York, there's like 50 million people, and people still use online dating because it still is difficult to do that initial part. But I understand, logically, I understand your point of view of it'd be good to not have to waste the time of like, okay, does she, does she actually look like a troll? You know, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I'm really... I don't any Does longer have plus there. five to healing. <laughs> Do you have Uber Elite raid gear? If so, please contact. I just don't feel like the odds are any greater of me meeting someone I'm interested in on one of these sites than in real life. Uh, especially if I have the right circles of friends who I feel like are pick, are like self-selecting for the right kind of people that I'd want to meet anyway. I love the fact. Okay, so Rather it says cultivate it, real life friends than cultivate like online dating right. shit. So we just we just went on there and it says restore your account. The staff robot says we've missed you. Restore your account to continue meeting people in OkCupid. And underneath restore your account, it says you won't be able to disable it again for one week. Yeah, I guess (laughs) why I think that is. I think I figured out that there's some mechanism where when you first restore your account, they give your profile a little bit more sort of action on the site, like they give it a little more visibility. And so you could sort of abuse that by like activating and deactivating every day and then everyone would see your profile first on the site or something like that which right. is why I think they do that because I know how to game the Should shit. Can we put some better pictures of you up here? I mean, are there clear I hate every picture that's ever been taken of me in my Okay, okay so so let's send so some pictures of I, don't I will choose you what's a better picture. I don't immediately look at this and want to throw my computer out the window. So here, here's I, I want to point out that the women that are listed under Russ's profile, they actually have this broke down by percentage match, and then they have percentage friend, and then they have a smaller percentage enemy. And one of Russ's top matches is like 32% enemy. Oh, so it could work, or it could be a nightmarish disaster. Those are the hot Does this surprise you at all? No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> Not. Or is this exactly what you would expect? It, it is. Yeah, more or less it is. I don't... Uh, Everybody logged into me now, or story you logged into me? Oh, Greg. I might as well. Yeah, I should jump on. Yeah, I, go ahead. It's fun. Died in the wool I'm, contrarian I'm, who is getting very... What? Oh, God. You're going to criticize... Don't critique my profile. Come on. This is the profile that got perfect, girl. It's okay, fine. Okay, so... It's fine. After 17 texts. <laughs> This is the profile yeah, I got, Perfect man. Girl, with gold bars included with the end of the login. Look at the lack of security on this piece of shit. All of us are logged into me right now. This oh, we is- are all at the same time. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Oh, can we can we just give this to everybody? Can we have everyone have this experience? Yeah, I'm not going to use this. Okay, no, because you know what? Oh, okay. It has no personal contact information. Oh, but then they could go on there and they know who I am. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I'm not bad. actually serious about that. Oh, oh this girl kidding. looks cute. Oh, can I date this girl? Why is she in Massachusetts? Dude, that's closer to you. Go, go. Dude, 92% match, but 92% match with you. She's going to hate me. <laughs> well, what's we would never match? date the same people. Oh, that girl. Yeah, see, that's, that's, I, that's a good point, actually. Berkshire oh. artist. 
Sorry, can we coordinate? What are you looking okay, at? Okay, she is awesome. I am so I am so interested. All right, in let's go back to Russ's okay. profile and let's see Sorry. if we can actually <laughs> allow the listening audience. Sorry, I'm distracted. Okay. Russ watches. <laughs> okay, Russ, can you simply tell me what percentage match this perfect girl was? Just what's the percentage? Oh my she God. was, you know, high nineties. And six percent. I, I mean, she also has deactivated her profile, not surprisingly, so I don't remember anymore. But it was. It was within, like, you know, the top ten matches, and then I looked at it, and I read it, and I was like, yes, I'm reading it, and I'm more interested in you than anyone else on the site. I don't know. You have a match there that's 96% match for a romance, 97 friend, and 0% enemy. This girl would never be your enemy. If you punched her in the face, she would remain your friend or want to go out with you, but she would never be an enemy with you ever. I've vetted the world of OkCupid. I'm maybe somewhat interested in some of these women, but... I'm more interested in the one that's already that texted me two days ago, even though she's still in a relationship. And this this one girl plays Xbox Live. That's pretty awesome. This, this is such a pointless exercise. I just wanted to show <laughs> you so you could look and go, okay, Russ isn't interested. I'm not trying – I'm not going back into this world. The whole point of me giving you access to this is that I'm so over this that you could put a, a – you know. A I am villain. so interested in this girl. I'm moving to Massachusetts for this girl. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, this is literally the first person who came up on your profile. And I'm like, this, I'm like falling in love. This really I'm, I'm going to be, now this is so deeply ridiculous. ironic in every respect of the word. That's one of the ones that viewed my profile. What are you looking at? I, it's just matches and activity. It, to be fair, she was the third person, not the first. I know the girl who this is. I know who it is. 92% match, 93% friend, 0% enemy. She's right. and, really and it cool. was, and it started with an E. Right? To be fair, to be fair, you e? would probably hate her. To be to be totally fair, you would I, probably I, hate her. Story, did it start with an E? No. It didn't? Did no. you hang on? Did you do the special blend? Are you ordering by special blend or did you order I by I just logged in and she was right there. It's just gives you have a random I don't know. Selection. Oh now she's gone. <laughs> Shit. You waited too long, story. Oh no! Where did she go? Oh, fail! Oh, I'm not actually moving to Massachusetts. God damn it! Oh gosh! Uh, and hilarious. then here's someone who's a good friend, but you have no interest in her overall. But she would never be your enemy either. I'm really, I'm really sort of interested in the in the this enemy thing is like, really ridiculous. It's like <laughs> sort of mixed. Well, and like I've answered extensive. You know, I've answered over 150. Okay. Questions on this thing, so I made it a wow. Yeah, Russ, that is not uh, that is not your right picture. Come on, man. Picture? I don't have any pictures of me that I like. What picture? How about the one where I'm like grimacing and like? Remember like, that this picture got the feedback <laughs> on Facebook that you were scary. Remember yeah. that? Remember that everyone's like you were Every trying to like, look scary, to right? And you're like, what? Russ, has it occurred to you that you've had to play perfect wooer of all time because you're trying to overcome the picture that you have up on the site? Every picture sucks. Pick a picture <laughs> that is in here that you like. They're all terrible. I hate all pictures of me at all times. I've There's seen not- some pictures that are better, but all these pictures are like, hey, check me out. Hey, check me out. What are you looking at me for? Don't check oh, me out. God. Hey, <laughs> shut up. Go away. Look at me. Yeah, I'm blurry. What you want? I like being blurry. Yeah? What? What's well, what? Just delete the one where you have your head on the pillow. Look, I got my head on the pillow, baby, <laughs> just like I want it. Know what I'm saying? Here I am up. I'm here I am yelling at the crowd. actually participating in this site anymore, so it doesn't matter. That's Plus, the- every picture of you involves you looking angrily at someone else. You're like, yes, what's up? Here I am in dodgeball <laughs> being angry. I'm angry at you, too. Fuck you, audience. I'm angry, and I'm the comedian. You should do this one. I like this 10 of all trades line. That's clever. That's good. That's the first thing in your profile I've liked. <laughs> <laughs> 
So story, story would be a 0% match, 100% enemy. Story on this site would be like, oh, my God, this guy, if story were a female, this would not be his, you know. Like is the Berkshire artist, is that the one? Yes, that's the one. I'm so calling her. Look over to the Wait, left. Yeah, it has recently visited. And then you can click on her. Oh, okay. Okay. I've found oh, yeah, her. I've reconnected. I, I, this this show is worth it and because I found... she lives I found... in Pittsfield. I know where Pittsfield is. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not leaving Jersey for a long time. God help me. She says in her summary, the thing I love most in the world... Is debate. Somebody has to be near her. That's the problem. Favorite authors: Kurt Vonnegut, J.D. Salinger. Wow. No. I'd like to date her. Yeah, doesn't she seem cool? Am I yeah, not she wrong? She likes to go outdoors. You never want to go outdoors. And she's afraid of lightning. Story's frightening. Afraid of lightning. She's horrified. She's horrified. <laughs> wait, wait. She's afraid of lightning. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> it's the most private thing she's willing to admit. Look, everybody has silly things about themselves. That's fine. It's stupid. Private, it's my things. most private thing is I'm afraid of lightning. That's stupid. That she's willing to admit. Okay, yeah. She may not have her entire life on the internet, all right? Maybe it's not a perfect <laughs> She man. says, I spend my entire life thinking about large New Jersey state schools. You're in, uh, Story. I, you are in, like Liz. Up. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Liz Valicious. Liz Vicious. She's in Brooklyn. Let's check out her. Yeah, she's vicious. But she, uh, See, the left picture is Liz, and the right picture is vicious. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to point this out to people. This is you so... look ridiculous on these sites, okay? Everyone looks ridiculous. They really do. I Everyone, just... right? Not just me, is what you're saying. I mean, saying. when you write in a profile, the first things people usually notice about me, my hair, my smile, my eyes, dot, dot, dot. And my figure, wink, wink, mm, hey, mm, my body type is curvy. Yes, you know what I'm okay, we've established, this is the most awkward thing in the world. Like, yeah. hey, strangers, I'm looking to date a stranger. Who wants <laughs> to meet me in a public location so you don't murder me? You know, if she's going to talk about her curves, shouldn't she actually have curves? Yeah, she, she shouldn't take a picture with a woman that has the rack Has the actual size curves, of, like, and then she's like, here, look at me, I don't have curves. But I'm next to a woman with curves, does that count? I have to go to the door to talk to my crazy neighbor. Can you guys catch me up on where we are on the site now? <laughs> Your crazy neighbor who's heard what we're doing. Yes. Um, yeah, well, so we're just we're just sort of amazed at, like, the dating site thing. See, since I've, I've never done any of these dating sites at all, and fortunately, Clay and I have both been off the market for, um, well, 11-plus years, that means that we haven't sort of paid attention to this stuff uh, until now. So, um, yeah. Oh, wait. I found someone in L.A. who looks very intriguing. Really? Uh, Who's the intriguing but probably for me. God damn, why do, why do these people like match better? What did how did you answer these things, Ross? I mean, I guess we are similar in some ways. I feel like <laughs> we're similar like, people. See but we Story date Clayton's profile. Like there's actually people. a phantom Story Clayton. Profile I found the perfect. I found the perfect girl for both of you. Oh God. Oh yeah. I require sarcasm and coffee in order to function. Good start. Oh, that is that's. Pretty I'm good. nice. That profile. I've I'm heard nice. That. People like me. Ah, uh, well, the mountains like me. That's good. I don't know about I have the mouth of a trucker. I apologize in advance. That I'm not sure about the story would be. Um, no, that's fine. It's acceptable. <laughs> Give me a profile name. So we... Story, um, story introduces to She's like, well, how the fuck I. are you, fucking story's parents? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, well, she had the mouth of a trucker. Well, her income is more than a million. Wow. I'm really good at making an ass of myself, laughing, working with animals, listening vicariously underscore I. And the picture is a bizarrely photoshopped picture of her on a horse. 
Right. Okay. I've yeah. I've found someone we could both probably date too, and she's in L.A. She's so a little I, young. This is a perfect plan. You guys should both date her at the same time. Yes, that's no, it sounds like a romantic idea. comedy in the making. First of all, I love it. It'll be perfect. I'm going to compliment Clea. Then we should film everything. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> we yes, should sure. film everything. That would be amazing. This will be the movie, the best movie. Uh, right. Which story are you looking at? What's the name? Okay, I'm looking at H. Jacobs CA, and she is pretty sweet. I think I've seen. You know how many I've seen? Like every profile. <laughs> fine. This like person is great. About she's a vegetarian. Awesome video game. She's and pretty sweet, man. She's online now. She's online now. We can on, bring, bring her, her up on chat. Like, us can I am her for me at the same time? <laughs> we can all I am her, and we can all take our shot. We can. Oh God, this is can awesome you, sauce. Can spell this chat with her now. Go, go find her right now. Can oh my God. This is. What's so her name? What's her name? Say it again. Huh? H. Jacobs C. A. She should be under recently visited if you refresh, because we're all <laughs> because we're all, because we're all using his profile. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, way to sort of keep this down, uh, keep keep this going there. Okay, Cupid, nice, Ooh, nice. Oh yeah, um, she's hot. Check that out. There she is. Whoa! Yeah, I already looked at this profile. Nice. She's nurturing and driven. Why haven't you? Why have you not contacted this? Uh, what's person? up with the what thing is wrong her with lip, her? though? What's up with the lip piercing? She wants to someone who can make her laugh until she pees Ooh, in her pants. Her? That's, that's that's I want you to look at the fourth picture and then decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but, you know, yeah. that could just be a bad angle. Although bad the body is... No, that's never the case. The only case is if she looks bad in any picture of any of them, then that's exactly the way she Russ, looks though. every day. Of Wait, what but, but Russ, I only Russ, see two things. Uh, Russ, two things. First of all, she's got a pretty good body. Secondly, her friend is cute, so you can introduce yourself to her yeah. friend. Russ, do you know how many pictures there are of me where I look really bad? Are you trying to tell me that I'm ugly? I'm saying that if you dated on the internet, that like... No one would like me. Is that what you're trying to say? Russ is like, must backfill rapidly. Okay, Russ, the only thing that is wrong with the fourth... Well, I mean, okay. The fourth picture is mostly about the bangs, though. And I don't think she has bangs all the time. It's about that somehow she's hidden in all of these washed out, weird angled pictures in very good internet strategery that she has giant schnoz. I mean, no, she doesn't. She just has a long face. Well, look at that first picture, Clay. Face. She. The problem is not that. The problem is. The I lip don't piercing. think that's as problematic as you think. I'm going to date this girl. I don't what? know what's wrong with you. What's with the lip? <laughs> you got to. You got the lip piercing's got to go, man. I mean, you can take those things out. It's fine. The third, <laughs> second, the second picture is suspect because it's black and white and washed out, and you can't see any detail. But in her she face. looks so good in that picture. Oh my god. <laughs> she does. I don't care. No, I don't be- care. I, you could just hold that picture up and be fine. I prefer the third picture. Uh, yeah, I also, I like, I actually like all of the first three. She's an a, assistant wait, costume wait. designer. Wait, wait, if I were not married, yeah, if I were not married to Clea, I could also date her because she could not do without the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I mean, <laughs> oh she's the Mep, like, she's Mep, the official the Mep mascot. Mep-able, yeah. Mep-able girl. She's the assistant costume designer on 90210. Yeah, that's the one problem. And Russ. A wide range of TV shows. She worked on Deadwood. Oh, wow. She worked on your favorite show. I know. Show. She worked on Deadwood. Yeah, I saw that. And That's Chronicles of Narnia. Fine. Did you see And that? Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, it's perfect. Chronicles and she wants someone who can Chron- laugh till she pees in her pants. And so yeah. you, who've met Andy Terrell, it's could do this. So it would all work. She gets, uh, she gets weak in the knees for someone that can make her laugh. Absolutely. I'm not interested. I've, I've already seen this profile. You want to clean I'm up your end. Over it. it. <laughs> Why are you making me look at this website again? This was out of my life for a week. Oh, God. This is so great. She's been given an this award for smarter than the average bear. Oh, she's smart. 
Oh, well, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> you should be, Russ. Russ, so, wait, wait, you're wait. comfortable. I'm Russ, Russ she says behalf. if you're comfortable in I'm your own skin, you said in your profile, become <laughs> comfortable in like, my own skin. I have a friend who lets me log into his profile. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a I like you, but not just because Wait a second. Wait a second. But I like you. Wait a second. This is my self-summary edited by someone else. What does that mean? By the Dusty Modesto. That means that Russ is not the only person who lets other people log into his profile. You actually might be dating the Dusty Modesto. If you went out yeah, it's girl. like it's like a weird dating Wikipedia hybrid where you can like edit other people's things. And also, what? I'm a Nazi. And then someone comes by. She's not a Nazi. You <laughs> you can't just change people's profiles. Oh, you guys like, really think this vicious was something to look at? Come on, this person's. Oh, horrible. look, we can go to AsianBeauties.com. You can meet your Asian girlfriend today. No, please don't click on that, or the website or the computer will be loaded with viruses. For the I next feel part. like you're like, you know, you're logged into my thing. You're taking my cookies with you to other crappy websites and the NSA is no, going to no, track No, no, I'm not me. clicking on any of that <laughs> the stuff. The NSA is going to track you. But I do think that we should, you know, I'm so tempted to send a message one way or the other. I think I, I should take know. one of these tests for you. Do what you Flow want. Chart. Flow chart to my yes. heart. My best face. It has a tool. Attention narcissist. Wouldn't you like to know which one of your profile pictures actually makes you look your best? Why, oh. yes. My photos. I would, as Russell Goodman, like to know which of my photos looks best. Oh, boy. Yes, I would. Okay. Your yes, profile pictures are now being judged and rated. Fortunately, I'm totally satisfied living a monastic life waiting for perfect to enter relationship. <laughs> None of this has Which is how we started this conversation. Exactly. Because <laughs> you were so pleased. And exactly. so satisfied. I was so my tactics were so vindicated by that last text. Like I can't even believe how it's like. Yes, you've been on my mind this whole time, despite the fact that I get trapped in bad relationships. But and I'm you're not taking that simply because she didn't delete you from her phone, and because she didn't not, say you haven't been on I'm her mind the whole time, order. or she would be calling yeah. you. You're triumphant. Any woman who was not interested in a guy who pesters her could just as easily be like, "Please don't contact me again." That's what you say. You say but you didn't. No, thank her. you. She's I'm not flattered. Interested. So she's going to keep it. She's flattered. Probably what it is, probably what it is, is she's dating this guy, and he's really bad at texting her or replying to emails whenever she sends it, but she's pissy right then. His texts so are like, saying, hey, are you lol? He's like, oh my god, these I texts. I hope I've planted a seed of doubt such that she gets into an him over his lack right. of responsiveness. And then, she, right. and then she's going to start dating you, and she's going to say, oh, I was right. Simply by the fact that you're good at texting, you are the perfect person for me, let's get married. No. And then five years into the marriage, three kids later, she realizes, wait, Russ, I don't care anymore wait, about can, the fact you're good. Can person. we go back to Russ having three kids? Because, honestly. So, so Russ, like, runs out of the room, and next thing she gets text, come on, baby. You know you want, please don't leave me. Please, baby. We, the one thing we forget is that I did actually spend, like, several hours in a cafe with this woman and, like, felt a connection to her. And it wasn't all like, oh, you don't text me. I love you. Like, right, but five it was months later, she decided to get, I mean, like. Uh, at some point, and us telling stories to each other and realizing that we're very similar and liking each other and, like. And then she left. She's like, that was great. Now it's time to date some random guy that I met at a costume party. I, I mean, like. Blame her. It's only one date. I can't expect anything after one date. And, like, God knows she has a lot of, you know, people are trying to get her attention constantly like i understand that which is why i don't i don't hold a grudge like i understand she hasn't had enough time to really understand the next one there that's fine but i will wait until she does i just i rust be be honest for a minute is your reaction to this more coming because you're really excited about this girl or is it more because you're excited that you won sort oh, of totally both even split 
Okay. So if I can demonstrate that neither the girl nor the win is actually legitimate, is that, does that change this at all? I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I, I do, I do, as I your friend. I just am trying to wreck everything you're happy about. No, I mean, like, and no, I'm things? trying to get him out of, like, this, I'm trying to break him out of the matrix. Like, it's time to take the blue pill, dude, or whatever the pill is that was the truth. Like, I think part of the win that comes out of this is in winning a vastly different approach than I've made my entire life in dealing with women. And frankly, I feel like my approach my whole life has led me to women that I'm only kind of semi-satisfied with because I wasn't willing to put myself out there. I was always a little bit reserved and a little bit, you know, not willing to really press and go for what I wanted. And this was the time that I did. And I feel vindicated for doing that. But Russ, like, so now your 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 ideal situation is living the monastic lifestyle to quote you until perfect girl comes along. That's the new model. It's not a model, Greg. I meet people. I go out. I do all kinds of stuff. I'm never interested in anybody. They're just, I just, maybe it's Los Angeles. Like, I don't know. No, maybe it's you. Well, but, or maybe it's Los Angeles. Let's go along with that. It is Los Angeles. No, we, no, no, Greg. We've tried over the last five years to say it's Los Angeles. He's not leaving. So now we need to start talking to him. I know. I guess that's true. You have to change, Russ. I don't know how to change to make myself attracted to people that I'm not attracted to. I don't know how that works. No, it's how you're perceiving them, Russ. I don't know how to change my perceptions of the world. Sunglasses. It starts with sunglasses. Oh, where are my sunglasses? I don't know that I would want to. Like, I think that I, I, I like to think I have a pretty accurate, that I'm pretty insightful, you know, when it comes to a lot of these things. And I pretty Sorry. good idea of who has their mental shit together, who has their emotional shit together, who's bright, who's not. Like, I think I have a pretty good handle on this stuff. And I trust it. And I don't think that it's fundamentally skewed or wrong. And, like, yes, I wish the physical attractiveness thing would go away. It would make it a lot easier to meet someone that I was interested in in other ways. But I can't make that go away. So I also have to be physically attracted to them. And that is the high bar when you put all those things together. I don't object to the physical attraction part as part of a holistic whole. I object to the fact that when you combine that with someone who dates you once, doesn't talk to you again, you send her a text, five months later you send her another text, she's like, talk to me in three to six more months, and somehow that means that you're on the path of righteousness. I, I don't, I'm, it feels to me like it's kind of like one of those things, those plans, where it's like, one, text, two, question mark, three, profit. Like, where's the question mark? Like, I don't, I don't see, I'm missing the question mark. Like, what's the middle step? Story, help, me, help us out here. Like, I mean, you maybe you don't understand about the adult dating world, but you can certainly right. understand that, you know, I you know, Russ. Part of the happiness is that the possibility for this girl is still open, that I haven't burned the bridge. Well, that's, that's fine. I mean, I, yeah, I know, Russ. I mean, certainly perfect girl is not like a, an appellation that people throw around, right? Like, I mean, you know, the nicknames that most other J-Date story people have gotten have not been like ideal woman or optimal chick, you know, like <laughs> this is like, you know, this is a decently high bar. But I mean, Russ does also build things up in his mind and, you know, see every map report prior. And I don't think that you're out of that pattern, right? Like, like, I do think that there's an extent to which like by just getting in the habit of calling someone perfect girl, for example, over and over again, you naturally self reinforce the idea that this girl is say, I don't know, Perfect. Um, and Science. thus other people, by comparison, would seem less good for you. And that might not be the optimal approach to being open-minded about yeah. what you know, I, the world might have I to offer. Story. I have not well been said. holding a candle for this girl since October. Okay, I've been in okay. another relationship. I've been in another sure. serious relationship. No, I understand. I've I dated. I'm aware of that. I've met people. Right. I've 
as a person of however sound my mind conceivably is, like, right. and however reliable my faculties conceivably could be, like, I was more interested in her than anyone that I can remember, especially sure. given all the lessons that I've learned over the last decade of, right. you know, taking my time with these things and looking for things that I hadn't looked for before that became problem areas later, like, all the learning that I've done, like... Mm-hmm. Given the very short amount of time that we had to get to know each other, right, and given what I read about her and what she wrote about herself, like, yep. right now she's the top contender for person that I'm most interested in in the world, and I don't know anybody. I mean, Natalie Portman got engaged, so like, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, do you foresee other women like coming into your life? Do you think you will be able to honestly assess other women that come into your life without having it be through perfect girl lens? Of course. Well, okay, based on other than just saying, of course, I mean, what, what is your logic? Part of the lens is, so? like, she had so many amazing qualities. Like, I would want the person that I was that interested in to also have those qualities. Like, it would be the same bar. The bar didn't change. She just came along and was like, yes, I meet all your qualifications, at least superficially. Like, by superficially, I mean, at first meeting, I meet all of your qualifications. I'm like, great, I'd like to learn more. Like, don't, oh, wait, wait, don't stop register second, our though. names at the chapel, but, like, I would like to learn more. Wait a minute, though, stop for a second. Let's say that you had a person of identical, like, bar meeting, okay? I'm going to use yeah. that metaphor because it's hilarious. Um, so you've met the bar with this woman, except the difference is that this girl is immediately interested in you. In other words, it's not very difficult. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that this is not going to be less attractive to you because you didn't have to scale the mountain? It's like you found perfect girl, but rather than going up the mountain, oh, look. Look, there's a gondola. Just jump at this I automatic mean, thing, and we'll have you at the summit in the next five minutes. Like, this, really? This is um, this is an unfortunate reality of life, which is that when a girl is of a certain level of attractiveness, she doesn't. Even if she is interested in you, she has no reason to show it at all. She doesn't have to. She can totally be disdainful and a bitch. And I'm not saying that Perfect Girl was. Perfect Girl was very nice and very pleasant. But I'm just saying that because of the societal standards and the way that they apply to these women, like, there is zero case unless – and here's the thing. And maybe this is like some kind of catch-22. Maybe you guys will feel like this is a psychological detriment of mine. But I really honestly feel like if there's some girl that appears to be amazing in all of these ways and she throws herself at me, I think that there's something wrong with her. And I'll just find out about that later. Like, there's going to be something okay. that why are you being so forward when you don't have to be? You know what I mean? And I think that that is rabbit, a clue rabbits. to some void, some emotional void, or some lack of self-esteem, or something that... Is this like, a gender thing? I think there's a gender thing, right? Yeah, like, maybe. I think it's related, sure. Because, like, I don't think you would ever feel that way because, like, guys are supposed to be aggressive or whatever else. Like, if a guy were of that sort of caliber of attractiveness or whatever else, like, you know, if, like, I don't know, you know, Paul McCartney threw himself at somebody or whatever, like, I don't know. Well, like, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it is. And, uh, yeah, and I think that that's, like, I think that that's fucked up. I'm going to I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. But I still – I'm working within the parameters of the way you know people act in society. I think that's the way like overly gendered, somewhat superficial people act though, like exclusively. Like I think that it is perfectly reasonable for like a really attractive girl to throw herself at someone that she's even more attracted to. And like if you rule that out, you're probably ruling out like the best possible opportunities you may ever get. Story, I'm not ruling that out. Like the infinitesimal chance that some amazing – But you just said that as the example – 
said you yeah, had exactly. something <laughs> wrong with her. What story? When somebody writes you a check for $10 million, yes, you're suspicious. Do you take the check? Yes, you take the check. But <laughs> you also, what the fuck okay. are you doing? And what's, who's going to drop a, you know, a 10 ton weight on I'm, my head? Given that that's pretty applicable to my life right now, like, you know, that's a <laughs> exactly. question. And I'm just like. Same. You're making an analogous situation. You're like, if the perfect girl comes along and throws herself at you before she even really knows you, are you going to be suspicious? Like, yes, I'm going to be suspicious. That's incredibly suspicious. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't happen. But sure, I'll be happy. It doesn't in, really uh, register, though, with all of the I, confidence that you purport to have about yourself. It turns out that she's a spy. You know, I'll be very happy. You know I, what I'm saying, though? Like, you have all this confidence about yourself. You think that you're great in these ways, and yet you wouldn't accept someone acknowledging that. Because you believe there must be something wrong because of societal yeah, pressures. A little reserved for a while until I determined that sh- there wasn't some other ulterior motive or that there wasn't some craziness or something like that. But I, think I just that don't. I just question this need for work. I just think that that's the problem. I think that's the hangups. This like idea that it needs to be work. Like, in fact, there are lots of people running around with the exact opposite perception, which I think is also too much, right? Like Nikki Hay used to believe this, but like that if anything took any work, if it wasn't like just magic. <laughs> on the spot is something wrong i think yeah, exactly. these are sort of crazy perceptions right Maybe. but like i think that questioning something on face because it is sort of like instantaneous or quick or whatever else is just like i think i don't know like that's well, just I mean, society pressuring you to be a man i feel like both aspects happen at the same time like on the one hand it took crazy amount of work to get this girl's attention because all she has are people asking her out at every turn and every corner but then once we met and hung out it was very easy going and it was very like chemistry laden and it was very easy but like to get in the room was the hardest thing ever so i don't know it's kind of both at the same time I, lo- I just want to point out that I love the fact that in this, this discussion that we've been having, like playing the role of the moderate middle ground, let's try to look at everything to get will be Story Clayton. If anything demonstrates, if anything demonstrates that Story has gotten a lottery ticket in some other aspects of his life recently, for which we are very pleased, yeah. this should demonstrate that Story's like, wait a minute, Russ, have you considered a third course, perhaps a middle course, one that sort of addresses in a very rational way all of the possibility, you know, <laughs> just sitting back going, this is great. Please, please. Continue I mean, my perspective, your... honestly, is just that, like, having a connection with, with someone. I mean, it is a form of extremism. It's just not in the way that you're looking at it, right? Like the extremism here. I will, I will talk my way out of any moderate position because that's not <laughs> you misread it. I'm not moderate. Okay. Um, no, it, it's a form of extremism. It's just an extreme devotion to like the value of connection, right? That like. I think that, like, connection is rare enough and important enough with anybody in any situation that, like, selling it short or looking for problems with it that aren't necessarily problems they just theoretically could be is wasteful. That's that's my issue that I'm taking. So it is I a see. form of extremism. Yeah. It's just you extreme know, devotion to the value of rare connection because it's rare as all hell. I mean, I think at the base of this is is some level of fundamental difference in the way that you and I look Absolutely. at um, because Absolutely. I can, I can very, very honestly say that I've loved like a bunch of different women in my life and I've loved all of them. And I don't feel like it's invalid because like, you know, some relationships have been more serious than others. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically talking about women that I've been in serious relationships with, mm-hmm. but those relationships have varied in degree and some of them I were close. I was closer to marrying than others. And there were problems that some of the other ones didn't have and whatever, but I loved all of them. And okay. I still do. 
you know, to whatever extent. I'm not. Why do I feel like we're leading to a Broadway musical? Like, <laughs> I love them all, my darling dears. And, you know. But I did it my way. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why didn't you respond to Tiki B? Because I, oh, I did. You know, I met her in real life. Um, really? Wasn't any chemistry there. She was very nice. You know, we did like a. We did like a so, cross puzzle together or some nonsense in the coffee I, shop. I'm, I'm getting a summary now when I, look, when I look at all the people. Pretty much when you mean no chemistry, you mean they're fat. <laughs> yeah. uh, Can you not be so superficial, Kia? I just wasn't interested. I wasn't interested. Equals fat. I'm just not interested. So far, that's the theme. Labels on people. I'm just not interested. You know, the chemistry index, the BMI index. I mean, the chemistry index. You could take these girls to the gym and make them skinny, and they'll be a perfect girl. That's the worst idea ever. I'll fix you. Here, let me show you. Russia's goal is, can I lift you off the ground? If so, we have a future. I'm boyfriend slash Jack LaLanne. Ready? Go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's my own private home game. Of the biggest loser. Ready, go. But any, I'm sorry to 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 go back to the the, the, the philosophy thing. I, I I literally think that you know because I don't necessarily believe in soulmates. Um, maybe I could be persuaded about it, but I think that pretty much the theory I go by is that given the bar that I've set for myself, there's a very small populace of women that I would feel happy with spending my life with. And this is all just the numbers game. And right. And I think at one point we decided. You know, maybe generously speaking, it's 10,000 women in the world, which sounds like a lot. But amongst a population of 3 billion women, it's hard to find those 10,000 because they could already be married or they could have been killed or they could be in parts of the world that I'll never go to. So, you know, if you come across one of your 10,000, you consider yourself pretty Oddly, lucky. all 10,000 of Russ's perfect women live in Sierra Leone. He's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Just move there. Exactly. I have a friend nearby. And yeah, one in Denmark. Go, Quick, like, go to Denmark. Would explode. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm in love with everybody. <laughs> it's like a village called Russville. And everyone that lives there is like oh, Russ's perfect woman. They're all just like, hello. So, they, no they don't wonder know why. you weren't on OkCupid. Okay Doesn't even appear. And they don't even know why they are this way. It's like been passed down through legend. Have you gone to the Goober Well? Why, yes, I have. If you were able to go to, uh, have you been to Rusty GB land? You were there. Oh, yes, definitely. I've been there. So given that philosophy, I just feel like if I meet someone who I feel, you know, reasonably sure that they meet all these criteria and that they could potentially be one of these people that I could be happy with, like, I have to spend all energy possible to pursue it. And because why would I pass up a chance to meet one of these super rare women? But I, I honestly do feel they're kind of that rare. And I wish that it weren't that case. I wish I could just walk up to anybody and be in love with them and be happy. But I can't. So this is what I'm left with. Well, you know, I, uh, Clea, do you have any last words? Because we're kind of the end of an hour. Do you have any last bits of advice? Are you adding someone to Russ's favorites list? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Should we let this girl know you're adding her to your favorites list? I clicked no. <laughs> well, there's no other way I can make him look at these. Uh, these ones. Oh, my gosh. Now he'll be you can't make see. him look anyway, Clea. Trust me. <laughs> Just start sending don't, him lists. Don't kid yourself. Russ, question about comedy. Russ wanted to know if he, like, opens it up. I was like, damn it, Clea spams me. My own friend spams me with pictures of women I don't want to see. I'm going to send you a bunch of fat girls that I think are worth your while. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, well, we want to thank everybody. We've come to the end of an hour. We want to thank everyone for listening into our profile. If you are one of these women that yeah, Russ would be interested like, in, give me a, uh, whatever give that call. means. If you're really <laughs> awesome and fat, oh. 
We want to thank everyone for checking in. Uh, wish oh everyone God, the best. Hope everyone's doing well. Story, hope you feel better. Please whatever. check in with us. And uh, it's been a lot of fun going along with Russ's profile. Hopefully by the next time you hear from us, Russ will have sent another text message and we'll hear even more details from the perfect girl living in a monk. Say goodbye, everybody. Living in a monk? With a monk. Living in a monk is what he said. what you need is a monk. I think on every date I should just try to feed the girl mayonnaise to make her fat and reduce her <laughs> self-esteem, thereby eliminating this whole problem of them being disdainful because they're too good-looking. You're Soft. not disdainful. I fed you mayonnaise. All right, I'll marry you. Now it's the biggest loser time. And then as soon as you marry them, then go take them to the gym. and Exactly. No more mayonnaise. You should marry Oprah. Oprah is your woman. Oh, my God. Oh, man. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. 